Exodus chapter 9, verse 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus saith the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. 2. For if thou refuse to let them go, and wilt hold them still. 3. Behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thy cattle, which are in the field, upon the horses, upon the asses, upon the camels, upon the herds, and upon the flocks. There shall be a very grievous murrain. The Egyptians ate cattle, but they didn't sacrifice it to their gods, and they didn't like sacrificing cattle. They did sacrifice birds, it looks like, but not cattle. And they thought shepherds were an abomination, so, so that's why Moses said it would be an abomination for them to sacrifice their cattle in the land of Egypt. Now, murrain means disease. It's a plague that's going to hit the livestock and kill the livestock. And that assaults the god named Hather, H-A-T-H-E-R, because that god, I guess, was in charge of livestock. So now that god is useless to them because all their livestock is going to die. For, and the Lord shall make a division between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt, and there shall nothing die of all that belongeth to the children of Israel. This is another extra sign that is the God of the Hebrews, because the Hebrews are not getting any trouble. They don't get the flies, the gnats, they don't get the cattle disease, they're not getting any of the plagues. 5. And the Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. The Lord goes with set times so that no one can call it a coincidence. 6. And the Lord did that thing on the morrow, and all the cattle of Egypt died, but all the cattle of the children of Israel died not one. 7. And Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not so much as one of the cattle of the Israelites dead, but the heart of Pharaoh was stubborn, and he did not let the people go. He even sent somebody to go investigate and see if even one of the Israelites' cattle died, but not one was dead. Pharaoh actually got proof that it's definitely the living God, and it can't be covered up or hidden. Everybody knows that this is what God is doing, but he still has a hard heart. Pharaoh still has other gods to worship. Three of his gods have been utterly destroyed in the minds of all of Egypt, but he still has other gods. 8. And the Lord said unto Moses and unto Aaron, Take to you handfuls of soot of the furnace, and let Moses throw it heavenward in the sight of Pharaoh. This is going to be soot like black soot from burning things. And it shall become small dust over all the land of Egypt, and shall be a boil breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast throughout all the land of Egypt. Both human and cattle are going to suffer. And it's to destroy this god of the livestock, Hather, to prove to them that that god does not take care of their livestock. It's the one and true god, the god of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who takes care of livestock. So now everybody has boils, and a boil is like a very painful cyst that comes up in the lower surface of the skin so that it can't drain pus, which would relieve the pain. It's unable to drain, so the bigger it gets, the more painful it gets. 10. And they took soot of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses threw it up heavenward, and it became a boil breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast. In the book of Revelation, remember a lot of these plagues are foreshadowing of the plagues in the end times, and this is what will happen to the whole world in the end times, a lot of these same plagues. So in Revelation 16:11, it says that God sent sores to the people who would not repent of their sins in Revelation. And this is during the Great Tribulation, when God punishes the world for its sin in order to get people to repent, but most people never repent. This plague in Egypt is very similar to one of the plagues in Revelation.
11. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils were upon the magicians and upon all the Egyptians. This is pretty funny. First it started out where the magicians could imitate the chaos, but they could not solve the problem by bringing peace to the land. And then, in the last plague, where the Egyptians said, we can't even do this. This is the finger of God. Now, they have the boils too. So this is escalating. First, the magicians couldn't solve the problem. Then they admitted they couldn't even imitate the problem. And now, they're wearing the problem. 12. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had spoken unto Moses. So this is the first time where the Lord himself hardened Pharaoh's heart. But remember, Pharaoh's heart was already rock-solid hard. The Lord may have just made it a little harder, because now the Lord's ready to make a point. He's going to annihilate the entire religious system of Egypt. He's going to set his people free in a way that the entire world will take notice. And we'll see throughout most of the Old Testament, whenever the Israelites go anywhere, people are going to be afraid of them a lot of times and say, oh, you guys have the God that took you out of Egypt and we heard about all the plagues. We're terrified of you. 13. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. 14. For I will this time send all my plagues upon thy person, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. 15. Surely now I had put forth my hand, and smitten thee and thy people with pestilence, and thou hadst been cut off from the earth. So God is saying, I could have killed all of you. In one swoop, you'd all be dead, but I don't want to kill all of you. I want you and the world to know who I am. I don't want you to die in ignorance. I want you to know who I am, and I want you to repent. 16. But in very deed for this cause have I made thee to stand, to show thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. 17. As yet exaltest thou thyself against my people, that thou wilt not let them go. 18. Behold, tomorrow about this time I will cause it to rain a very grievous hell, such as hath not been in Egypt since the day it was founded, even until now. This kind of hail is very similar to the hail that was in Sodom and Gomorrah that burned things. This hell is going to have fire inside of it. And it's also very similar to the hell in Revelation. In Revelation 8, 7, Revelation 11, 19, and Revelation 16, 21, it mentions hail that came with thunders and lightnings and voices from heaven. When God speaks, his voice sounds like thunder. Also, with Sodom and Gomorrah, there was thunder, I believe, as well. And Sodom and Gomorrah was also a foreshadowing of the rapture because one family escaped, and it was Lot's family, and they were taken up the mountain to escape, and then Sodom was destroyed. When Jesus comes, his bride, the church, will be taken up in the sky, and they will escape all of the destruction in Revelation. And now here we see that hell is coming down to destroy Egypt, but Goshen won't be destroyed, and Moses will take those people up northward back to Canaan. That was the boils, and that assaulted the god Isis, who is the god of health and medicine. So now everybody's sick with cysts that they can't get rid of. So that's a slap in the face to the goddess Isis. Now we're coming up to an assault to the god Nut. N-U-T, because he is in charge of the sky. So now this hail with fire in it is going to come from the sky. 
19. Now therefore send, hasten in thy cattle and all that thou hast in the field. For every man and beast that shall be found in the field and shall not be brought home, the hail shall come down upon them and they shall die. So God is showing mercy here because he's saying, you can save your cattle if, if you believe my word. You can bring your cattle into the barns and into your houses and save them. But if you don't believe me, your cattle are going to die. And any human who is out will also die from this hell. 20. He that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into the houses. There were some Egyptians who believed the Lord because they've already seen all these other plagues and they know that God is real. So they heeded the word of God and they brought their cattle in and their people inside. 21. And he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. 22. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thy hand toward heaven, that there may be hell in all the land of Egypt, upon man, and upon beast, and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. 23. And Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hell, and fire ran down unto the earth, and the Lord caused the hell upon the land of Egypt. So you might think, well, how can hell cause fire? Inside the ball of ice was fire. God made the fire travel to earth inside a ball of ice. But when it landed, I guess it would break open and then the fire would come out. It must have been burning sulfur balls that were inside the ice. 25. And the hell smote throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast. And hell smote every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. This is destroying their herbs and their trees, in addition to any flesh that's outside. 26. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hell. 27. And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron, and said unto them, I have sinned this time, the Lord is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. Pharaoh is finally confessing his sin, but again, is it going to last? You know, it's easy to confess your sin when you're getting punished, but then when God delivers you, then it's really easy to go back to sin. 28. Entreat the Lord and let there be enough of these mighty thunderings and hail, and I will let you go and ye shall stay no longer. It came with thunder, so it came with voices from God. 29. And Moses said unto him, As soon as I am gone out of the city, I will spread forth my hands unto the Lord. The thunders shall cease, neither shall there be any more hell, that thou mayest know that the earth is the Lord's. When he goes out of the city, he's going back to Goshen. But Goshen is part of Egypt, but he's leaving the actual city that Pharaoh is in. 30. But as for thee and thy servants, I know that ye will not fear the Lord God. And Moses is saying, I know that you're basically lying again. 31. And the flax and the barley were smitten, for the barley was in the ear, and the flax was in bloom. 32. But the wheat and the spelt were not smitten, for they ripen late. This shows you what time on the calendar the plague would have fallen. It would have fallen near harvest time for flax and barley. So the wheat was still alive because it hadn't bloomed yet, but the flax and the barley were destroyed. So they still had their wheat crop. 33. And Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread forth his hands unto the Lord, and the thunders in the hell ceased, and the rain was not poured upon the earth. There's always a set appointed time when the plague ends or when the plague begins, so that again there's no rumor of coincidence. 34. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hell and the thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more and hardened his heart, he and his servants. So he also had some servants who had hard hearts as well. 35. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the children of Israel go as the Lord had spoken by Moses, meaning just as the Lord had prophesied. And that concludes Exodus 
chapter 9.